Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. My name is Pastor Steve. I am one of the teachers here at Living Water Community Church. Now, I don't have a video for you today, and I don't have a dance-off for you today. That was great. We thank Pastor Sean for that, because it lets us know that we can have fun in the church. That, that you know, I know, I know a lot of uh, uh, different churches or sects, some believe that you have to be stuck up. You have to be with a serious face all the time when it comes to God. But that's not true. He loves every bit of you, even the silly side, so much that did you hear the one about the antennas that got married? The ceremony was okay. The reception was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Praise God. I am going to continue in our series, which is Signed, Sealed, Delivered. I get to talk to you about being sealed by God and what that means. And our scripture for this morning is in Luke 22, 20. And it says, he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, the cup is the new covenant sealed with my blood, which is being poured out for you. So what is a covenant? A covenant is um, an agreement. Uh, it, it'll say, some of your scriptures will say testimony, by the way, or testament, excuse me, um, in place of covenant. is a promise between two or more parties to perform certain actions. Now, in the Bible, we see different types of covenants. We have the, uh, Adam, a, I believe it's pronounced Adamic, Adamic covenant, which can be in two parts. You have the Edenic covenant, which is male and female. You find that in, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. It's the male and female created in God's image. They have dominion over all the animals. Eat the vegetation in the garden. And the only thing that God said is do not eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge. And we all know that we failed at that. Then you have the um, Adamic covenant, which is in chapter 3, which is um, the curse. It says, because of the disobedience of man, enmity between Satan and Eve and her seed, she will have painful childbearing years. They will have marital strife. The soil will be cursed. Struggle for survival, death is introduced. All living things will experience death. Then you have the Noahic covenant, which is after the flood. You find that in Genesis chapter 9. God uh, promised that he would never destroy all life on earth with floods. And we still have the rainbow today as a reminder. And then we have the, well, which most of us know, the Abrahamic uh, covenant, which is where God said, I will make a great nation 
out of your descendants. And I will bless you and make you a great name. But the two that I want to talk to you this morning about is the Mosaic Covenant, sometimes referred as the uh, Messianic Covenant, and the New Covenant, which is what a scripture is today. Now, the Mosaic Covenant you find in Deuteronomy 28, and it's his verses 1 and 2, and it's, um, if you fully obey the Lord your God, it says, and carefully keep all his commandments that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Now, this covenant was a conditional covenant. It was based on the fact that we had to perform well. We had to do well. It was all based on us. Now, how many of us can say that we can fulfill the, that covenant? Or we have fulfilled that covenant? No, not one of us. Thank you for not putting your hands up. Now, um, going to your um, first fill-ins, this was, again, this was a conditional covenant that either brought God's blessings for obedience or God's direct cursing for disobedience. And we know that Israel failed at being obedient to God. that there were sacrifices that had to be made. Now, part of this covenant was the Ten Commandments and the rest of the law, which contained over 600 commands. Blood sacrifices had to be made yearly as an act of atonement for their sin. So they had to make sacrifices, and we know the first sacrifice, the first um, offering, burnt offering, or animal sacrifice was done in the Garden of Eden when, uh, after Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the tree of knowledge, they found themselves naked. And when God came around to talk to them, looking for them, like if he didn't know where, he was, where they were, they were hiding because of their nakedness. And God clothed them, and he clothed them with the uh, skins of the animal. That was the first um, sacrifice that was made. Now, when we read about the, uh, the, the sacrifices on the altar, you will read where it talks about the, the blood. You know, they cut the animal. They, um, re they drain the blood, sprinkle it on the altar. Before it was sprinkled on, sprinkled on the people. Imagine that. So the priest coming to you and sprinkling blood on you. Some of us might faint because we don't like the sight of blood. But this was not a pretty act, folks. Because if you imagine, if you would, the, uh, each family bringing an animal, a lamb, a goat, and presenting it to the priest as a sacrifice, as an offering to atone for their sin. And imagine that you're not the only family, especially when it came to uh, um, the, the Passover. 
This is where multitudes of family would show up to present their offering to the priest. And imagine all that blood being spilled on the altar, being sprinkled on the altar, being poured on the altar. Imagine all those animals that were there. It must have been a stench. It was a stench of death. It was a stench of of, of burning flesh. And it wasn't a pretty sight. I would imagine that the priests were, 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 were the blood just all over them. All over their garments. And, 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 and this is a representation of our sin, folks. Sin is not pretty. Not pretty at all. We, we may enjoy our sin from time to time. Or we did enjoy our sin. But now that we're in Christ, we no longer do what we used to do. And we thought it was pretty. Satan presented to you as it being pretty, but it wasn't pretty at all. Not pretty at all. Because it, 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 it just tore you on the inside. It ripped you apart on the inside. It was taking you and separating you from God. It kept pulling you and pulling you and pulling you away. Not a pretty sight. You know, so I, I, I heard somebody describe um, a marriage as two papers being put together. And when you get a divorce, try to take those pa- two papers together that are glued together, you're not going to get two whole parts, two full sheets. You're going to get bits and pieces. And this is what the relationship between God and, I, and us was doing with, with, when we let sin Get in the way. When we have, we start building that relationship with God and and we say, well, you know what, Lord, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go ahead and do these things that I like to do. Even though the Holy Spirit is telling me and convicting me and telling me, you know, maybe you shouldn't. Because I know we all been there. We've said, God, I understand what you're telling me. Holy Spirit, I receive, or I understand what you're telling me. I'm not receiving it because I'm going to go ahead and do my own thing. And this tears us from God. That's why when we, when, when, after it's all said and done, the next day, some of us wake up with a hangover. Some of us uh, just wake up and, 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 and we're to the point of, I can't even go to church today because I can't, I'm so embarrassed I can't show my face before God. And let me tell you that years ago, before the new covenant, yeah, you may have uh, felt that way and, and, and have every reason to. And I'll show you later that with the new covenant, you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to stay away. You can actually come in and bring that with you. Let's continue on. In Leviticus 16, uh, verses 15 and 16 says, Then Aaron must slaughter the first goat as a sin offering for the people and carry its blood behind the inner curtain. There he will sprinkle the goat's blood over the atonement uh, cover 
and in front of it, just as he did with the bull's goat, with, with the bull's blood. Leviticus 17, 11 says, for the life of the blood, of the body, excuse me, is in the blood. I have given, I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. And this, again, they had to do year after year after year. Hebrews 9.22 says, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Sacrifices had to be made. Sacrifices had to be made. For the wages of sin is death. Something had to die. Someone had to die. Our next feeling is to sacrifice a life for a life to atone for our sin. And again, someone had to die. Taking us to the new covenant. Under the new covenant, it is the promise that God makes with humanity that he will forgive our sin and restore fellowship with those whose hearts are, torn, are turned toward him. Jeremiah 31, 31 says, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one made with the ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant. Though I loved them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord, but this new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord, I will put my instructions deep in them and I will write there them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And going back to the scripture of the day, he did the same with the cup after supper saying, the cup is the new covenant sealed with my blood, which is being poured out to you. It was Jesus he was the sacrifice. See, because you and I had to, had to uh, 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 we had to make payment for our sin. And the, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. In other words, we had to die. We had to, uh, uh, and, and which we couldn't because here it is, we're not perfect. It had to be a lamb without sin, without, without spots. And we could not do that because of the beginning of time from, from when Adam sinned, then after we all sinned because it says as, as, um, because of one man, sin entered into the whole world. And it is one man that has to restore us, that has to bring us that relationship back with God. 
because we can't do it on our own. I know I've tried to do it on my own. I couldn't do it. I needed Jesus. We all need Jesus. This world needs Jesus. It's the only way that we can get back to the Father. See, he wants us back. He wants that relationship with you and I. He wants to hold us. He wants to bring us back home. But the only way that we can get back home is if someone dies. And we can't do it. And the greatest love of all, talking about Valentine's and love, the greatest love of all, that he left the throne in glory and he came and he died for you and I. For God so loved the world. Loved the world. Not just the people at Living Water Community Church, but the people who are all over the world. He so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever, and I like saying that, whosoever, I'm a whosoever. Because you know what? He didn't say, if you're from a certain sect, then I came for you. He said, whosoever. That means everybody's included. See, we as, as non-Jews, uh, 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 non we, are, we have been grafted in through Christ Jesus. So we are now part of that family. We are now a, a, a child of God. We, we, we share in that inheritance. Because he took us in. He gave us his name. He gave us his name. And he gave us, he made that promise to us. Hebrews 8, 6 says, But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood, for he is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Your feeling will say, Jesus, uh, Christ Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. And this is what that means. is that he stands in the gap for you. When Satan wants to accuse you and bring up everything that you've done, Jesus stands before God and says, Father, this is one of ours. God says, that's it. I have to hear no more. Because now the only thing that he sees poured upon you is the blood of Christ, which covers every sin from your head to your toe. And I'm not talking about the ones you've done. I'm talking about the ones that you've done, that you are doing, and the ones that you will do. If you can understand that. Because that's what he says. I come that you may have life. And I love it because anytime God talks about something that he does for us, it's always above and beyond. It's always above and beyond. He says that I come that you may have life. And not just life, but life in abundance. I want you to be happy. I want you to go ahead and have fun in, in, in God. Go ahead and tell you the silly little jokes. Imagine him laughing. You, you know, some people might think I'm crazy when I'm driving, 
because I will think about something and I'm just laughing. And it's because I picture God reacting a certain way as I'm thinking about something. And that's how. See, because I look at God as my ultimate father. I didn't have a relationship with my dad. He left when I was three years old. When in, our, in his later years, yeah, we kind of had a relationship. But I picture God, my father, picking me up when I'm hurting and embracing me. And it's going to be okay, Steve. We're going to get through this. And if I say a little silly little joke, he's laughing at it, even though it's the driest joke you've ever heard. But as a parent, to, to give that kind of little moral support, and say, yeah, that, that's cute. That's cute. I picture that with my father. And I picture him sitting on that throne and allowing me to come into that throne room and just fall flat on my face before his feet and say, thank you. Because you've allowed me to come in. Me, Steve, me. Knowing what you know about me. Isn't that the greatest love? He says, I, and Pastor, Pastor Sean spoke about this last week. He said, I knew you from before time. From before the earth was formed. I knew you when you were in, the, in your mother's womb. I knew you. I, in other words, I knew everything about you your whole life. I know when you, when you were going to uh, uh, come onto the earth and when I'm calling you home. And what happens in between. And I still love you. And I still love you, Steve. I still love you. And Jesus stands in that gap for us. Do you know? That God the Father prays for you. That Jesus stands in the gap for you. That the Holy Spirit is interceding for you. When we are at, at, at a point in our life when, when we feel like, I just don't know if I can keep going on. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Father, I, 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 like, like, like Job said, Father, I, I'm looking for you, but I can't find you anywhere. When those days that, that we feel like we're alone and, and, and we have no faith, he is faithful. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you. I like that. Some of us have come from, from homes where our parents weren't there either emotional abandonment or that they got divorced and, and dad wasn't there, mom wasn't around, whatever the situation was. Some of, sometimes, you know, some of us have come through, through, through situations like that. And, and, and we grew up with that uh, emotional abandonment that we look at God and we say, I just know at any time you're going to leave me. But he says, no, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So I'm going to ask you this morning to stop trying to push them away. 
because he ain't going nowhere. If you truly took him into your heart and you said, Lord Jesus, I believe, not just believe, but I receive, you're, yeah, 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 that's it, you're done. You're done for. So stop trying and start building that relationship with him. Amen? Amen. Micah 7, 19 says, he will trample our sins under his feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Some of us know this as the sea of forgetfulness. And I know we have a lot of fishermen in here in this church. And if you're listening to online, watching online, don't go fishing in this ocean. He says, I've taken your sin and I've thrown them into the deepest ocean, to the, to the depths of the ocean. Don't go fishing there. And by all means, don't let Satan dredge it up. Don't let him dredge up the, that ocean and stir things up and you start bringing, oh, yeah, I remember when I did this and I remember. Well, you know what? You remember and you're just wasting time because God doesn't. He says, I will remember them no more. I have gotten rid of it. He's not there with, 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 with a scorecard. And every time you do something wrong, he's going to check it off and go, yeah, you're still doing that. Yeah, and you're still doing that, and you're still doing that. And you know what? He has every right because we still do things. But he says, I see the blood of my son poured over you. That's all I'm interested in. That's all I'm interested in. We can work the other things out. I have thrown them into the sea of forgetfulness. Again, don't go fishing there anymore. Hebrews 10.10 says, For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Or once for all time. Once for all. Stick that in your brain. Once all. There's no going back. I know there's teaching out there that, 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 that says that, you know, when it comes to God writing your name in the book of life, he wrote, he wrote, it makes you feel like he wrote it with a pencil and he's got an eraser in the other hand. That anything you do wrong, he's ready to take the eraser to it. So now you got to start all over and you got to go back to the cross. And, and when you sin again, he takes the eraser and you got to go back to the cross and you sin and you go back. How many times are we going to sacrifice Jesus? I grew up in that teaching. That's horrible teaching. It tells me that my God is not good for anything. It tells me that my God is not strong enough to keep me. It tells me that whatever I read in the scriptures is a lie. But there's a scripture in there that says, God cannot lie. So if he told me that I'm a child of his, I'm a child of his. If he told me that I am forgiven, I'm forgiven. If he told me that I no longer have to make sacrifices to atone for my sins year after year, day after day, 
I don't have to do that any longer. That's the old covenant. The new covenant says you are sealed. You're done. He did it once for all. Once. We no longer have to put him back on that cross. Keep him off that cross. He suffered enough. And I didn't bring any pictures today because I didn't know if it, that we would have any children here with us. But, but, but if you remember that movie, and, and I think they did a, a pretty good job at depicting this. Um, what, what was the, uh, where, where he was, they showed him being whipped. The Passion of Christ, yes. Where they saw him being ripped and his body being torn and skin and flesh being just, every time they, the, 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 the whip would hook in, in they would rip the, the skin and his body all full of blood. And that was our sin. That was meant for us. We were supposed to go through that. But again, God in his wonderful grace and mercy said, no, I'm going to spare you. I'm going to do this for you. See, when you talk about the other gods, the little G gods, that idols, whatever it is that people have out there that they worship, it's all about what you can do for them. But our God says, it's about what I can do for you. So what can I do for you this morning? How can I help you this morning? How can I help you online this morning? What is it that you need? What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you're missing? What void is there in your life that I can fill for you? No more yearly sacrifices, which is your next filler. We are made holy. We are made holy. We are made holy. Start living that way through Christ Jesus once for all. I don't have to run to the altar every time. I can go into the throne room of grace and Father forgive me. I don't have to make a, a, a big spectacle. I don't have to, you know, sometimes they teach where you, every time you sin, you need to go get baptized all over again. I'm not a great swimmer. I'll drown after a while. But he did this for us. God. God. The almighty creator of all spoke the world into existence, all-powerful, did this for you and I. He sacrificed himself. Hebrews 10, 4 says, For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away the sins. Did you know that? It's impossible for you to sacrifice the lamb, no matter how spotless it is, or was, or a goat, or any other animal, bull, or whatever it is that you want to bring, it's impossible for that blood to take away your sin. That's why they had to do it year after year, day after day. Because the sin remained. 
It didn't take it away. 11 says, the pre, verse 11 from that same chapter, um, chapter 10 says, um, it says that the priest stood at the altar offering sacrifices day after day that can never take away the sins. There's that animal blood. That's why they had to do it year after year, day after day. Why Jesus? Because someone had to die. You weren't good enough. I wasn't good enough. I don't care who you mention other than Christ Jesus himself. It's not good enough. Not good enough. I know a lot of us will say, well, you know, I'm not a bad person. Most of us aren't. But you know what? It's not about most. It's not about 99% of the time I'm a good person. It's that 1% that's still missing. See, because it's God, with God, it's perfection. It's perfection. It has to be 100%. And we can't do it. I can't be 100%. So I thank God that, 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 that it has wonderful mercy. He, he had this all in plan. That he would come down and do this. No amount of good works or law keeping would make us righteous enough to stand before the holy God. We couldn't do it. I couldn't stand. You know, and the only reason why I can go into the throne room of grace now is because of the blood sacrifice of Jesus. Because when he died on that cross, he, he, the, 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 it says that the, the curtain into the Holy of Holies was ripped, was ripped from the top to the bottom, not from the bottom to the top, from the top to the bottom. Allowing us now to go into the Holy of Holies. And I like spending a lot of time in there. I need to spend a lot of time in there. I don't know about you guys. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen? Eternal life. We, 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 we you know, we're, we, I'm talking to you about being sealed. He, and this is what he's offering you. Eternal life. Eternal life. John 10, 27 through 30 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. Repeat that. They, we will never... We will what? We will never perish because of... Jesus, praise God. No one, and Pastor Sean spoke about this last week too, no one can snatch them away from me for my Father has given them to me and he has more power than anyone else. No one can snatch them 
from the Father's hand. Pastor Sean spoke about being uh, 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 inscribed into the hand of God. You have been signed into the hand of God. And he says, no one can take you away from that. No one can erase that. Again, he, he, he didn't take a pen to it where he, where he could wash away. He didn't take a pencil where it can be erased. I know some of us have tattoos. I have an embarrassing story where my tattoos just don't look like tattoos. They just look like a spot on my shoulder up here. It, it said lean on in, in, inside of a heart, but now it just looks like a birthmark. But with, 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 with you in the, in the hand of God, that never goes away. You are remained there. And now we are, towing, we, we, we are learning that we will never perish, that, that he seals it. It's like he took his hand and boom, now who's going to get you out of here? Paul talked about this. He says, uh, 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 for, for, for I, uh, uh, I know that um, nothing can separate me from the love of God. What or whom can separate me from the love of God? Nothing, no one, not even you. He's got you. He's got you sealed in the palm of his hand. And he's not going to let you go. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Your last feeling, no one can snatch us out of the Father's hand. The scripture for today, Luke 22, the cup is the new covenant, sealed, sealed, sealed. You are sealed, sealed, sealed with the blood of Christ. Sealed. You are covered. You are enclosed. You are surrounded. Nothing. It, it, God doesn't see your sin anymore. Let it go. Let it go. We love you guys. We don't like to see you hurting. We don't like to see you suffering for no reason. Why can what? There's a song, an old hymn that says, Why can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the last scripture for today. Jude 1, 24 and 25. Now all glory to God. All glory to God. Who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. And you know what? You know how when you read things, I mean, I, I've read the scripture so many times, so many years. And, 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 and it's like this, this, this past week, it hit me. I, it, he says, now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away says nothing there about failing. Nothing says that nothing there about, you know, having a little hiccup. But what he's talking about there is that with your salvation, you're sealed. And he's going to do everything in his power 
to present you faultless. How, 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 how about if, if, if we do everything in our power to start letting some of those things go and start getting to that point where, you know what? God and I have such a relationship together that I don't think about those sins anymore that I used to do. I don't want to do those sins. He says, I'm writing my, my, my laws into their hearts. Into their hearts. They're going to love me because they want to, not because they have to, is what he's saying. And I know there, there's, there, there, there's many people that, that would say, this type of teaching that you are teaching, Pastor Steve, is it, just giving them permission to go ahead and sin. No, I say because when we get this really deep, deep down inside of us, that it is not me, and that in spite of me, God still loves me, I'm, I'm going to be so grateful to him that each and every morning I'm going to wake up and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you keep me. Thank you, Lord, that you love me when I couldn't even love myself. Thank you, God. I don't know what you're going through today. Online, I don't know what you're going through. God may seem like he's distant. Somebody sitting here today, God may seem like he's distant to you, but he's not. I, 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 I reassure you, he's not. He's not. He is right there with you. Let him, let, allow him to hold you right now. Just allow him to give you a hug, wherever you're at. I know things have been hard for a lot of us. Some of us are, are, stealing with the, are still dealing with this COVID. It was hard when we first found out about Lena having cancer. It's hard on me because we, we were so silly. I met her. I was probably, she'll correct me when I get home. We were probably about 16 years old. What did I know about love? I knew nothing. I thought it was love. It wasn't love. It was lust. And we've been through a lot of turmoil. We've been through some trials. We went through a little separation, not because of her, because of my stupidity. And I thank God that she said, let's give this another try. Because here it is, 37 years later. Again, she'll probably correct me when we get home. I can say that she is my everything. She's my friend, my partner, my HR, because she likes to tell me what to do when I'm home, how to do things. Um, my partner, my wife. Everything a man could really pray for and receive in a woman. You know, and, and again, maybe your marriage isn't all that well today. But if you take it before the Lord, if you take it into the throne room of grace, that too he will help you with. That too, 
he will heal. He will cover with his blood. And I just want to talk to you today, this morning. If you haven't been healed with his blood, if you haven't asked Jesus to come into your life, if you haven't received Christ, it'd be my honor to pray with you this morning. And if you're not doing well, if there's something that is a, 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 a separating you from that relationship with God that is tearing it and you feel it, that is tearing you, it's pulling you away. Let me pray for you too. Let us go before the Lord. Father, to those of us that don't know you yet, Father, we want to be part of that sealing, to be sealed by your blood. We've tried doing this on our own. We've looked in other places, in the wrong areas, to, for something that, 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 to fulfill that void that we have inside, Father. But, Father, we know now that it, the only way that can fill that void is you. So, Father, we come before you and we ask that you forgive us our sin we don't want to be separated from you any longer we want to be part of your family we want to be your child so we receive this morning we say Jesus come into my life and not just to hang about but father to just take it over because I haven't done a good job at it at all I want to be yours. I want to be your child. Thank you for receiving me into your kingdom this morning. Thank you. And Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters and those that are joining us online. If they haven't, uh, if they're just watching and just maybe they flipped the channels and they got stuck here. Father, if they don't know you, may they know you. Those that are not doing so well, Father, with this COVID, uh, uh, maybe the sickness, maybe a job loss, maybe they lost a loved one because of it. And they struggle to, we all struggle, Father, to understand why. Father, we ask that you just embrace us. Let us know that we will be okay. That you are still seated on that throne. That we are yours. I, Father, I pray for those members that have been sick at home. It's time, Lord. We saw Pastor Rick here today, and it was wonderful to see him the other day. We are praying that, Father, the same thing with Lena. She sees the doctor this week. The doctor says, you're okay to go to church now because she loves gathering with your loved ones. We all do, Father. We all need one another. We all need 
to, to hear from one another, to love on one another, Lord, with the love of Christ. Because sometimes throughout the week, things get rough. And we need one another. Whether it's a call, a text, we need one another. Father, we need you above all. We ask for your healing power upon everyone. Whatever their circumstance may be, whatever their their situation may be, whatever their shadow may be, let us not look on the shadow, but turn around and look at the light that is casting that shadow. And come to you, Lord turn to you, Father. Our circumstances may get rough, dark, ugly. But you will never leave us, don't forsake us, Lord. For we are yours and we are sealed by your blood. And nothing, nothing, nothing can take that away from you. Nothing will take us away. Nothing will pull us out. Nothing will snatch us out of your will. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, these things we pray. And we all said, amen. Amen. Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.